This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome into the Odds Couple on this Friday night. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. We're here for you talking sports and sports gambling. It's such a weird time, Mike. People uh, have a lot of serious concerns, rightfully so. We're living in a different world. We've never really experienced anything quite like this. Well, I'll um, tell you what. We're here to get people through it, though. Absolutely. Times. We can't be, you know, talking about that right now. What we got to do is we got to try to entertain people. I, I think uh, all the appropriate people can be talked to uh, in other stations and stuff like that, but it's been hard for me without sports, and yeah. I know it's been hard for everybody, Carmen. We got to go back and watch 1996 finals games uh, uh, between the, the, the Bulls and the, the Heat. That's what we're doing to occupy our time Do right I now. really have to see somebody else playing a basketball game that wasn't allowed to be played this year i'm glad they're putting up other things they're starting to come up with brady's greatest games yeah because this caught everybody by surprise including people i mean I-, I used to watch classic sports network so i'm looking for older games but i don't want to see an ncaa game right now i that, really don't that's kind of like a, a big tease that we probably don't need you're right no. about that it was it was fun watching michael and scotty on the floor together and i like the nba now i know old school people don't as much but the one thing you realize about those old days is just how physical the game is. Oh, my God. It's a bad thing for the NBA. Crazy, right? I mean, I would probably – here's what I decided to do. And uh, I decided to do three uh, second – I want a three-minute first half, three-minute second half at the end where you can only shoot the threes. I'm sorry. You got to go back to the old way. You got to get the other four or five fundamentals back. Do you know, do you know Yurko This proposed, is all AAU. Well, kind of. But Yurko proposed a four-point line. He likes the game better the way it was in the 90s, too, but he proposed a four-point line. Well, then you're shooting from midcourt. You're shooting from 40 feet. But they're going to end up trying to make those. Yeah. I and mean, then well, you're like the risk-reward. What I want is you can catch up with the three, the last three minutes of each half. I think that would cause, but see, that would kill a lot of teams because Golden State played the AAU game, and it basically ruined the game of basketball because the three-point line before them, basically, like when Jordan made a six, we we're going, oh, my God, right, Jordan right, made yeah, six. Like made now six, the guy yeah. goes, he was 14 yeah. for 21. And, you know, you're going, you're kidding me. It's a three. <laughs> you know, maybe they moved it back, or maybe they get rid of it wholly because the best era was the 80s and 90s in college and pro. They take, like, uh, eight threes a quarter. Now, last night on the MLB Network, uh-huh. I was watching a game that was uh, played about six months before I was born. I was watching the Tigers in Tiger Stadium with Mark Fidrich on the mound. And, boy, what you talk about an interesting character, talking to that ball and talking to the mound. That was the, the best. I was watching Yankees and Tigers. Now they just brush June off the mound. That's it. They, they brush, brush off the mound and everybody gets excited. That's what we're doing now, you know? Yeah. Were, were you happy at least? Uh, I was that the NFL, I know they came under some criticism for this, but uh, these these deals are not being done in large groups. This is all done over the phone, technologically, on the computer. I was glad the NFL said, hey, we're going to proceed business as usual. It did give all of us a little bit of a break from the, the chaos that's going on right you now. You know what? When you need a break, it isn't, isn't the time, but there's nothing you can do about it. I mean, you know, like I said, the high school kids, I still think Notre Dame had one game left. Notre Dame had one game or two games left at, at Evanston. They could have played in an empty gym empty and then gym. postponed the IHSA. And because you're telling these kids that two weeks later that, that weren't playing, there's a million people at the airport. There's like a million people at bars getting hammered. And these kids, these 24 kids in the gym with two refs and some staff, 
and streaming you the games. You could have kept it under 50 people. Yeah, under which, 50, which you but Gobert, done. Gobert screwed everybody up. Yeah. Okay. Well, the minute that happened, it was like, boom. Well, it's just like, I don't know, we're taping right now, like I said, 1030, but you know what's going to happen? Like Oak Park has decided to shut, shut everything down. Shut down. Once somebody shuts one thing down in the city or in the state, right. then it's all going to follow. We're starting to see the cities follow. Like well, how San can Fran's you do done that? it. Yeah. yeah, how can you do it in Oak yeah. Park where I can't go out and I pay high taxes? Right. But, 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 but you know what? They can go out. I know. The Bears did make There's news. unfairness everywhere. Yeah, it's a tough time. It's so weird. Yeah. The, the Bears did make news this week. A lot of panic. A lot of, a lot of panic for the Bears or just in general? Well, a lot of panic <laughs> for the Bears wrong. in general. Everybody's all right. They're, yeah. they're getting along. And we're on to Nick Foles, so now we got to talk about that. Okay. Well, the Bears were pretty active this week. I mean, this week was kind of a nice way for people to get their minds off the craziness. Uh, I know the NFL came under a little... They, they came under some criticism. I didn't, I didn't mind them starting their league year. I mean, they're out of their season. They are hoping to uh, start their season on time come September. Uh-huh. I think. No, I don't know if that's going to happen, but I hope it does. I hope it does. Too. If it doesn't, that's really bad, right? <laughs> I mean, that's really bad. Nick Foles. I, let I, me tell you something. Nick Foles was a was a signing that was safe for Mitch. That's the way I'm looking at it. I looked at his last game last year. Three interceptions, 97 yards, yeah. benched for the other guy Minch, that yeah. looked like he was in uh, uh, Miami Vice. Okay. <laughs> And they brought him back. Then I looked at that game, and then I'm hearing how the Bears were dumped for signing Jimmy Graham. But but they're smart for signing Nick Foles, who in the Philadelphia Eagles system, with the big lines on both ends, thrived. But if he goes to a team without a line, yeah, same not, thing's going to happen. Not very mobile, and yeah, the, yeah, that's the issue. I mean, he knows this system. That's the one good thing. He, he speaking of the Eagles system, he's been with Matt Nagy before. He knows this offense. There's nothing for him to learn about the offense, which I guess is a benefit. But yeah, you trade a fourth round pick, you restructure his contract, and you're going to pay him a pretty penny for 2020. He, to me, has got to be the odds-on favorite to be the starter, Nick right? Foles? Yes. Are you be. kidding me? Got to be. Why wouldn't it? Bridgewater t- uh, take the job? Because, number one, the guaranteed money wasn't good enough. And, number two, they told him it would be a fair competition. Yeah, if, if uh, somebody fair was judging. Who is Pace and who is Nagy going to side with at the end of the day if both of them have similar stats? I think there's a split. I think Pace wants to side with one guy and Nagy wants to side with somebody else. But if there's else. a similar split, you're not going to admit you're wrong. And that's what Pace doesn't want to do. And Pace has made some good signings. I love the Robert Quinn signing. I love uh, the signing that he made with a couple other guys. I, I think we need a cornerback. But you know what? To me, Mitch is winning one to nothing already. Because man, I, I'm surprised. I would. I, I would. Did you watch stunned. Nick Foles last year, or did you watch well, the guy from first, Philadelphia? He, I listen. I'm not a big Nick Foles guy. Don't misunderstand. I just think that this is who the coach wants. I think the coach is getting some power back, and his voice is being heard. And I don't know that you could trade what you traded. Uh, for, you didn't pay a whole lot for Nick Foles, I don't uh, think. Twenty-one million. Yeah, I but mean, for two years, well, that's nothing. That's nothing. And $5 million guarantee? Yeah. That's well, the, nothing. 15 this year, and then the $5 million roster bonus for it's next It's a good thing. Look at Chase Daniel. He's, he's made $60 million total, and Crazy. he's never started over four games. He started like four games total in his career. But if the, let's say Trubisky goes in preseason 20 for 28, and the other guy goes 19 for 30, and Trubisky throws for 10 less yards, and, 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 and everything's even about in every category. Teddy Bridgewater didn't trust Pace and Nagy's confidence. He thought the stack would be decked, and that's why. And plus, he ended up in Carolina. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I, if if you're through those scenarios, like who? Well, that's what push, I like to give the other side. Who's going to push for who? 
Pace is going to probably still push for his guy. I don't think he wants to admit he's No wrong. way. But maybe he also And Nagy, realizes, didn't he say he loves Mitch nah, and he loves this? If you listen to his postseason, the two times Matt Nagy's met the media since the season ended, I think he's sort of spelled it out for you. He he doesn't believe Mitch can be the quarterback in this offense. He doesn't think he's But he said it. he could work with the guy and get it done. So he believed uh, wrong at the beginning to get the gig. Even though they didn't look well, at him. Well, sure, when, when you're taking the gig for the first time. Believe me, nobody knows better than me. People are for you know out for themselves. I understand that. I was like that back in the day, you know? People got to make their money while they can. You know, you got to compete. But I don't like the fact that the competition wasn't going to be fair. Look, somebody asked me, is Cam Newton's on the sideline? Yes. If you have Cam Newton, if you have uh, Derek Carr, and you have Teddy Bridgewater, and Trubisky starting, and he has one bad game, there's a quarterback controversy. And why would those guys, would it look, does it look weird that those guys would be sitting on the bench for Mitch? Yes. Yeah. Does it look weird, that, weird right now that Foles, who went off a bad year, sitting on the bench? No. He's, he's always done his best work when he's had to come off the bench. Right. To be honest. Yeah. Right. It would look very weird if one of the right. other guys was no doubt. off the bench. Uh, it's done nothing really to change the Bears' Super Bowl odds. They're still, I mean, you can get them anywhere from like 28 all the way to 50 to 1. Um, a very active week has done very little, and it's going to be very different than it was in 2019 when the Bears were flying high and there was mm-hmm. so much optimism and they were all the way down to 14 or 15 to 1. Mm-hmm. You're probably looking more around 35, 40 to 1 to mm-hmm. be realistic for the Bears for the Super Bowl. Uh, well, not with Nick Foles, right? Didn't the, the odds drop to no, 5 that, to 1? <laughs> no, that certainly Didn't they did just not talk, I mean, really, like the, I mean, unfortunately, like some other things are dropping. Nick Foles, we stayed the same. But you know what? We used to be favorites, even when we were bad sometimes. Yeah. They're not even close. No, not right now. What does that worry? Does that worry you at all? No. I mean, maybe this is better. Maybe, you know, I, I, I don't know that it matters one way or another. They need to get more competent quarterback play. They need a better offense to complement what is probably a, a championship caliber defense. That's what they need. It doesn't matter what the odds say right now. Whichever quarterback is going to play has to play better. Otherwise, this whole thing is going to have blown up in their face, and that's it. Well, I'll tell you what. This is a big year for Mitch. I, I don't think, look, at if Mitch would have had Cam Newton coming in, or if Mitch would have had Derek Carr coming in, he's, 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 you know, got a dirty diaper. Yeah. Nick Foles does not give Mitch a dirty diaper. I don't think, I, I don't even think you believe that right now. And by the way. I think he'll start. I do. Okay, let me ask you something. Baseball is different than football. I saw Hank Aaron lose it in his 24th year, finally, or the 23rd and 24th. Yeah. Mays didn't lose it till his 18th, 19th. Right. In football, you can lose it in a year or two, sure. and that's the difference. And if you're going off last year with a lousy offensive line, and by the way, Juan Castillo, I'm hearing, is a great coach. Those slow-footed guys ain't going to become better. That could be. They're not going to become faster. I think Harry Seastand's a pretty good offensive line coach. Some of them. <laughs> I don't think it was his fault. Last no, year, I agree so with right. you. They're yes. not going to become faster. All right, we got more to do. Uh, we'll talk about I'm some of the I'm soaking it in. We'll talk about some more of the uh, Super Bowl odds. Brady goes to Tampa. They've got their lowest odds that they've had since 2003. So we'll talk about that. Some really interesting stuff about the Brady-Belichick dynasty now that it's over, too, that I want to talk about with Mike. Uh, we'll have our guy Luke Pergandy from Prop Swap. And yeah, we'll have Jim, Lukey! And we'll have Jim Miller. Hawthorne is Jimmy. dark. Jimmy! But he's got some picks from around the country that he will give us coming up in just a little bit. So don't go anywhere as we roll along on a Friday night. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000.
Back inside the Odds Couple on a Friday night, we are presented by Prop Swap, and we got our buddy Luke Pergandy, one of the founding members Luke. of Prop Swap. Luke. Luke. I am your father. Luke. No, it's not because of that, you he's, dork. He's, oh, I thought that's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> it is a dorky thing. I love. I'm sorry. I can't help it. I love it. Yeah, I know. My favorite Luke. Oh, mine was for Luke. Mine ever. was for Luke Donald. And, and Cool Hand Luke. You're doing Luke Donald <laughs> or Cooch. What's up, Luke? Hey, Luke. Hey, guys. How are you, buddy? Good. How are you guys doing? We're doing all right. I mean, it's a tough time for everybody for a lot of reasons. For sports fans, we're left, uh, you know, sort of wanting more. This is such an exciting time of year, but we realize there are bigger things in the world right now. For guys like you, you just got to uh, find a way to make the most of it. Not only are you a big sports fan, but you're heavily invested in the sports industry because of prop swaps. So walk us through what the the week has been like, I guess, and what you think the coming weeks are going to be like. Yeah, uh, two years ago, uh, probably my favorite upset in sports history, the uh, UMBC Retrievers knocked off Virginia, uh, and they didn't even knock them off. I mean, they won by 20 points. I mean, that was that was one of the coolest uh, basketball games ever to see, you know, top-ranked Virginia go down to a basketball team nicknamed the Retrievers. <laughs> yes. Um, so... But yeah, hanging in there. Um, certainly would love to be watching, uh, you know, day two of, of the tournament. Um, but here we are just kind of watching the news and um, trying to figure out how we all get through this. Hey, guys, if Johnny hadn't crossed that street and that truck hadn't run him over, he'd be watching with us. You know, that's the kind of news we're hearing today. And we're with our buddy Luke. But Luke, I got to ask you, you said the biggest upset, okay? And that was huge. And dog lovers everywhere loved it. I think there should be more dog nicknames in sports. But uh, as all time, I mean, have you ever wondered what kind of money you would have gotten? I don't know. Maybe we talked about this over Villanova, Georgetown, and over maybe uh, Buster Douglas and Mike Tyson. If somebody wanted to turn in that 40 to 1 ticket to you, have you guys ever said, what would we have had to pay that guy? Yeah, yeah. So the Buster Douglas upset, that was certainly one of the biggest upsets in, in sporting event history. Um, you know, I mean, I think Texas Tech last year at, at 200 to 1 odds, um, uh, yep. you know, would have been the biggest ones. And then obviously the St. Louis Blues, you know, less than a year ago was 300 to 1 to win the Stanley Cup, and they did it. I mean, there's recently there's been so many crazy upsets in sports. The 80 to 1 Raptors, you know, beating the Warriors last year. I mean, there's just in the past 12 months, there's been so many upsets in sports. It's been, it's been great. Luke Pergandy is our guest from Prop Swap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco. It's the odds couple on ESPN 1000 on this Friday night. The Bears have a new quarterback. Mike and I maybe disagree a little bit about this. A little bit. I, I think he's going to start. Mike still thinks uh, Pace is going to push for Trubisky hard. But if everything's equal, Luke. Yeah, well, is it is it equal, I guess? Did you, did you go to college with Nick Foles, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, I went to University of Arizona with Nick. Oh, man. All right. So you go way back with him. What do you think? Is this good for the Bears? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's I I think this makes all the sense in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you need so the first question is you want a veteran quarterback. Right. And I, I think the answer is yes. And then the next question is do you want a guy who knows the offense well? Right? And mm-hmm. he certainly knows his offense. He he was under Matt Nagy in Kansas City. Uh he was under DeFilippo in, in Philly, and then he was under um our OC Laser. In Philly, I mean, you literally have the three people who are managing the Bears' offense all have a history with Nick. 
Well, you I know, mean, you know what? You're not talking about Jacksonville. You left that one out, and uh, cool. that was that was bad last. That year. was bad last year. But he was hurt, and it was a toxic environment. And he was benched for the other yeah. guy again yeah. after having a miserable three interception game. Philadelphia had an offensive line and a defensive line. I'm not saying the guy isn't going to push Mitch. I'm not saying the guy is going to uh, get it done because you know this, Luke. Some in football, you can lose it all in a year or two. We saw Todd Gurley uh, oh, put on waivers. You know who would have ever thought that yeah. two years ago? So. It depends what he has in the tank, don't you think? Because uh, you mentioned the good stuff, but you're a wagerer. You got to look at last year, too. He wasn't in the right system. And you know what? Maybe that could happen again without a good offensive line. Sure. Yeah. So number one priority in the draft and still in free agency for the Bears is get another offensive lineman. I totally agree with you. I don't care who's back there. Yep. If he doesn't have time, he's not going to succeed. Um, totally agree with that. But I thought that his arm strength was fine in Jacksonville. I'm like, look, anytime you throw a quarterback into a brand-new offense, there's going to be a learning curve. And that kind of goes back to my point of this guy knows Nagy's offense. Mm-hmm. He knows the per- he, you know, he knows play calling. He knows the X's and O's. He knows the motion. And that's huge for a quarterback. He was thrust into a brand-new offense last year to learn that. You know, and certainly with this offseason, this upcoming offseason is going to be very shortened. Yeah. Right? So you better have a quarterback that can learn the offense quickly in contrast to, like, a Bridgewater or say we bring in, like, a Dalton, those guys aren't going to know Nagy's offense, but Foles does. Uh, so let's talk about Tom Brady and what this does uh, to both conferences in a sense. You know, if we believe the Bucks are truly a player or not now in the NFC, this was still a seven-win team without Tom Brady and a quarterback that had good numbers in terms of touchdown and passing yards but also turned it over at a record rate, and they still – we're a seven and nine team. These are the lowest odds we've seen on Tampa in more than a decade, almost two decades. I'm thinking, uh, sure, right now I can get to Tampa at twenty to one. Maybe they start five and zero, oh and the odds come plummeting down. I might be selling my futures ticket on prop swap. Then I don't know. I mean, that could be something to look at, right, Luke? Because if you don't really believe they are a true contender in the NFC, buy it now. If they get off to a good start with Brady. Maybe you've got uh, a ticket in your favor five, six months from now. Yeah, no. So we've, we've already seen. So uh, a bunch of people got the Buccaneers a week ago <laughs> at 40 to 1 odds. Wow. And their, their odds have cratered to 15 to 1 after Brady signed this morning. Um, so, yeah, that, that ticket's in the money already. I mean, you can make, you know, you're talking 300% on your money in, in a week, and there hasn't even been a game of football played. Um, so yeah, I think that makes a ton of sense. And um, and again, what? How much fun is Brady about to have with uh, Chris Godwin mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Mike Evans? I yeah. mean, that's, well, yeah, I should have known where I was coming from on this because I thought he'd never leave New England. But then, when you do more investigating, you see that his offensive line was was horrible. His wide receivers were below average, and you see that they have the oldest team in football, the oldest. Then he says to himself, "Wait." I got us to the Super Bowl 14 months ago and won. Mm-hmm. I got us one win away from Miami, and we do, we do that. We're in the second seed. If I go where there's plenty of talent, uh, you know what? I, I'm going to win this thing again going into a, a different league. And, you know, I, it, to me, it was just a, a genius business move. Now that I look at it, Luke. Yep. Yeah, Bruce Arians is a, is a known quarterback guru. I think it makes a ton of sense. He's got two absolute stud wide receivers. That might be the best one-two wide receiver punch in the league right now. 
um, a really tall guy that can go up and get balls, and then just have Chris Godwin, who was like the number one receiver in the league uh-huh. for most of the year last year. I mean, it's it's a great situation. All right, so after 20 years in the AFC East, what does this do uh, for the odds there, and is this the Bills' division now? Yeah, so they shifted from uh, the Pats were like minus 150 uh, to win the AFC East. Now they're 2-1, to one, and then the, the Bills basically took the inverse. So the Bills were around 2-1. to one, now they're around minus one twenty mm. to win the AFC East. Yeah, I think you add Stephon Diggs to an already uh, improving Bills team. That's that's their favorite. I I am very scared for the Patriots this year. I think that could be a really bad football team. I would put them in the possible category of looking like the Warriors, <laughs> best team in the league, dynasty type thing. And now the Warriors are the worst team in the NBA. I I think there's a chance for the Patriots to do that. I guess we'll see how good Belichick really is. Luke, thanks as Luke, always, Luke, thanks, buddy. buddy. You're we, very knowledgeable. We appreciate it, pal. Thanks, Carmen. Thanks, Mike. All, All right. right, be well. There he is, Luke Pergandy. Yeah, it's uh, finally going to change the complexion maybe. We'll see what Belichick's made of. They've lost a lot of pieces from that team. It's uh, my contention if Gronkowski never retires. They still win. They win last year, and, and even if they don't, Brady stays. You took a, a top one, one, the number one tight end ever in the game of football, and that was a playmaker. And they beat somebody, and they would have gone maybe and maybe beaten Kansas City because he had no matchups. Do you think he was going to inevitably continue to break down, though, Mike? That's the thing. I mean, if Gronk had kept playing, maybe I mean, just his body. But let me ask be... you something. Now, wrestling's fake, right? Yeah, I guess. That's what I've heard. They're I don't believe each other it. up a little bit still. They but. still got to get thrown up in the air, get <laughs> yeah. chairs busted over their head and everything else. That's a good point. Gronkowski's putting weight on, right? Yeah. For the front. Couldn't he quit in June and sign with Tampa Bay? I guess, yeah. I asked that question by all the smart guys in the media in Twitter the other day they've, at North to North. Nobody answered me. They've got two good tight ends, but would you take OJ Howe? No, you would take Gronk with Brady. That automatically sells tickets out to you. you know, oh, I don't think they are. need help. But can you imagine if he goes to Tampa Bay for one year and tries it? We got Jimmy Graham. Would we rather have Gronk oh, or Jimmy Graham? I think, believe it or not, I think I'd rather have Gronk. That's what I'm point. here for, Carmen, trying to talk some <laughs> sense into the two of you guys. That's I think it. that's what I'd rather have. Uh, listen to some of the numbers. I mean, when they were in New England together, Belichick and Brady, uh, the Patriots were 189-128-7 against the spread. What were they with Gronkowski? And you know that I don't have in here. I that bet was... you. I bet you straight up they were very good. Oh my God! Forget about it. Absolutely. They've got the you second... lost Randy from your team. If you lost Gronk, there's three of us, right? Yes. Okay. Okay. Randy's more like Belichick. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and you're more like Brady. Okay. Okay. And I'm like Gronk. I'm a broken down guy. Okay. <laughs> Basically. Okay. So if you lose me though, and you knew that. I accounted for two people. It changed their whole offense. All of a sudden, the line wasn't good because he can block. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and so that just killed him. And it allows them to run their play action more oh, the yeah. way they wanted it because of his, you know You don't want yeah. him catching a ball like eight yards down, yeah. and then he breaks 73 tackles. Yeah, there's some just amazing stats uh, uh, gambling-wise but with Brady and Belichick. I mean, they had the, that, that, that number I gave you, that 189, 128, and 7 against the number. That's the second-best point-spread coverage percentage of any head coach-quarterback combination in the history of the game with at least 80 games played. So they want the sample to be somewhat big. The only one that was better was Walsh in Montana at about 61%. They covered you. They covered 58% of the time. So if we just, you know, you always say 53%. you got to be over that number. Imagine if we just went back and bet every one of those games. You're at 58% with the two of them over the course of their 20-year career. That's incredible. The only way this whole thing doesn't work out is if Brady gets hurt early. Yeah. It's the only way this doesn't work out, in my yeah, opinion. Well, like you said, sometimes that, like, that drop-off in the NFL can happen quick. And like, well, what happens if DeAndre Hopkins gets hurt in the third game? 
Okay, and the other guy that got traded for him rushes for twelve hundred yards. Yeah, I wanted to ask Who you won about the that. Trade? I wanted to ask you about that. Actually, I'm, okay. glad, I'm glad you brought up Hopkins because I wanted to ask you. Yeah, a that's question. what I like to do. I like to throw some things out. I want. Know. I want to ask you a question. Actually, Yurko made me think of this yesterday, but I want to talk to you about it since you brought up Hopkins. Me and Yurko made you think about things. Yes, this I is like, very impressive. I like this question. So we'll do that coming up next. More future stuff on the NFL too, and I got some NFL draft props that we can talk about. So we'll do that all coming up next. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Back inside the Odds Couple on a Friday night. Follow us on Twitter. Mike is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. You can get the uh, replay if you ever missed anything. Uh, the podcast, we've got our own banner and everything now on that beautiful Just new in time. Chicago app. That's right. Just in time for everybody to be home and enjoy That's right. the Odds Couple. Enjoy AM 1000. Enjoy all the great personalities. You want me to go over them? I don't care what anybody has to say. Locally, we got Cap. You got Jesse. You got an assortment of thousands. You got you and Yurko. Come on now. And then I come on on Fridays for my little love fest, Maybe, you know, That's who right. knows what's going to happen there, you know. And then, then we got Waddle and Sylvie. Mm-hmm. And you got you got, guy, you got baseball. Well, they, you know, got the baseball shot. They'll start once, gonna the, be on. once the season. Once we figure out what's happening with the season, that's yeah. going to pick up at some point with Jonathan. Well, it's, it, it will be tough to, you know what, baseball right now is yeah, tough, tough after free agency. Because we don't know. Don't. I mean, there's, you, yeah. you know, you're wrapping up spring training. The season was supposed to start in six days, and now it won't. Yeah. People Can you are, imagine? Do I need the reminder? Of basketball games on during the tournament on channels that I got to watch yeah. from 1997. Hey, it's better than nothing. I hey, guess, remember right? the time when you, before you got be, remember the time before you got that illness? <laughs> look, look how you used to move on the court. If you're spending more time at home, don't forget <laughs> ESPN 1000 is on your smart speaker. So just ask Alexa or Google to play ESPN Chicago. All right. So this is what uh, Mike brought up: DeAndre Hopkins. What happens if he were to get hurt? Well, that would be. A bad scenario, but... How's Michael Irvin doing with his little uh, deal? My know. God, what's wrong know. with that man? Wait, I mean, that was a How whole other ma- weird thing. Well, yeah, because week. Bill O'Brien would be fired had people believed him, and Michael Irvin would probably still be working somewhere. I mean, could I don't... How do you know you- what happened? I'll tell you exactly what happened, because this is... I've been in the boss. He's not only the coach, he's the boss. He's the boss, he's the GM, yeah. He doesn't have to go, I remember the coaches complaining about you. He could go and look in the mirror and say, I remember me complaining about you. When you complain about distractions to a guy, and you say you're going down the wrong road maybe, and the last time I had a conversation like this was with Aaron Hernandez, he's looking out for you. It's not like I'm comparing you to Aaron Hernandez. It's like he's saying... If you keep doing what you're doing, because I know things that are going on. Could DeAndre Hopkins have been that much of a problem? Well, he's got, well, first of all, if you listen to the stutter and mutter in Irvin in this situation, he starts talking about his baby mamas and all the kids, and he was bringing them around. So he didn't deny that. And then when you hear Hopkins say, I have ultimate respect for Coach O'Brien, he basically buried Irvin. He did, because he wouldn't say that if he didn't mean it, and he didn't want to get out. I think it makes Arizona an interesting team. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. Christian Kirk going to be in his third year. Larry Ooh. Fitzgerald. Christian Wasn't he a mutiny on the bounty? I think he might have been. Okay, I'm just saying. Christian Kirk. Christian Kirk. He had a good year last year with a rookie quarterback. The system don't know Christian year. Kirk. Well, Larry Fitzgerald's going to be Larry like his, his 100th year. My God, can you believe that? He, he played, still had 75 catches. He played with year. Jim Hart. I, back. 
<laughs> They've got a chance to be pretty good. So who are you buying more? Your guys, my guys. I, I'm going to miss you guys. I, I would ask you this, Mike. Yeah. Stop saying that. Who would who in the NFC in 2020 do you buy more, Arizona or Tampa? I'm buying Tampa, man. I'm with you. Come on. I'm buying You got Tampa. Tom Brady. I'm with you. I think Brady should have the uniforms changed, and they should turn the Buccaneer into somewhat of a Patriot type of look. You know what I mean? <laughs> have the Buccaneer hat slashing, you know, like the Patriot guy. Really? Or they should have a Buccaneer snapping like, the ball upside down. Like a, com- like a, a Buccaneer with the musket, you know, like a combination. No, but both. remember the Pirate that they had yeah. snapping the ball? Yeah. Bring the Pirate back for yeah. Tampa Bay snapping the ball. That's New England's old logo. They got the ugly one in now. Right, yeah. The, the, oh, that's true. Remember? Like, you can combine huh? the old the old Patriot with Just the have the, with a Buccaneer hat on. Have great. a Pirate with the, with, the, with the sword and have him like Olin used to do with one hand. Snap with one hand, and he's got a lantern in the other hand. How awesome would that be? Yeah, exactly. NFL MVP odds look this way. It's no surprise who's at the top. Uh, Does Randy Mahomes. usually laugh four or five times this early during the show? Always. I'm telling Real, you. Uh, always? Okay, always. thanks. Mahomes, three to one. Yeah. Lamar Jackson, four and a half or five to one. Russell Wilson's eight to one. I this love is- Russell Wilson. I do, too. What a guy the other night getting on Twitter saying we're going to donate this and that million dollars. What a guy. A lot of these athletes have done Absolutely. good. Uh, Deshaun Watson is 13-1. Here's one that's interesting. Deshaun Watson's depressed. Uh, yes, he but is. Not. But you can find a receiver in the NFL. You can, and there's, this is like that. They say this is the best draft class ever for wide receivers. Right. So we'll see. This is an interesting one. What about Dak Prescott at 18-1? to 1? Playing you know what I get a kick out of? I'm, I'm giving Foles a beating and other people a beating. They're going to give this guy money, and he can't even get his team into the playoffs. Dak? Yeah. Who do you think I was I talking? I mean, seriously. I, I don't think it's his fault. Oh, really? Well, it will if, be this year. If $35 I, million if he gets it. If I were there. Where has he ever let him? Well, I mean, he's been to the playoffs a couple times. Oh, boy. Sound like Cutler. <laughs> Cutler only went to the playoffs once. And he got a lot of dough. <laughs> Don't did, start me on he that. He did get a lot of dough. Well, there was, like, there was a virus hitting the Bears before this one. I got news for that, you. That's like Kirk Cousins. I mean, you know, he's. I've always felt like he's been overpaid. I just don't think Dak Prescott will ever be in the Super Bowl. No? He lost Witten now, and he's losing other I love when you just shrug off guys like Jason Witten. Well, Witten what do you do when I walk Witten, out the door? What do you do? You just shrug? Well, no. Because, I'm just saying. But Witten can't, Witten can't contribute anymore. No, but he did. And where did they go? The, they, they made they a, had a hell of a I'm team. I'm telling you, they made a mistake. Paying, With Zeke, paying, you don't pay well, running backs. At, well, look at look, look at, at Todd Gurley. Yeah, you don't pay running backs in this league. I'm sorry, that's where they made their mistake. You want to pay Amari? I get it. Pay Dak? I I, I get it. I just would think you trade it, Josh Rosen for Mitch, and then bring in Josh Rosen with Foles? Um, and yeah, I suppose. I suppose. I suppose. Yeah. I don't think Mitch is very good. I just don't. But everybody's changed since, like last year. He was, I never thought he was very here's good. Here's what the <laughs> No, but you know what? Either did I. But here's the problem I had. He had bad first halves. Okay? Yeah. Here's what they got to do. When will be, because they never yanked him. When will be the first time they have the stones? Even last year, they should have yanked him in a couple games early. When will they replace him this year? That's, that's the bet we got to make. Yeah, what game well, will it be? I think it'll be. I don't think he's going to start week one. Unless Nick Foles were to get hurt, that'd be the only caveat. Well, gee, I think Nick Foles starts week one. Okay. That's the bet I would make. Nick Foles is the gunfighter walking in that had really killed 50 guys uh, th- two years ago, and now he shoots it, and it hits a sign and falls on his head. He killed, okay? He, killed- he does the Stooges, where the lamp falls on their head. Remember that? Remember Sven Garlic dancing yeah. on the flagpole? Yeah. Remember he was this hypnotist, and the pot, of, the pot fell on his head, and the Stooges woke up, and they were on the flagpole. 
Huh? I, that's what's going to happen. That's what's going to happen with Nick Foles. That's right. How about uh, you won't get that anywhere else? You could also get. Hey, you can get Brady at eighteen to one. By the way, for MVP, I bet your Brady's odds might not have. Well, maybe yeah, I don't been. like the odds where they're at for Tom Brady. I really, like and I don't like where Tampa Bay's ranked for people that think they're going to just go in and win. You know, here's what could have been the key for for Brady. You know what had to hurt Brady? Turn Tennessee turning them down with that three hundred five carrying running back and his ex. Buddy, coach, yeah. coaching, yeah. turning them down, man, and signing and signing Tannehill. What do you think of that deal for Tannehill? That could be he earned it. Yeah, he earned it. But you know, you could th- that could be. And he's had a better career than Nick Foles. Don't get me wrong. Now Nick Foles was Nick Foles is a specialist. He's a gunslinger. Yeah, Comes a in when you need him. Yeah. he's not a sixteen game guy. Tan- right, I agree with. Otherwise, why isn't Nick Foles quarterback in the Eagles and Wentz is let go? But did Tannehill just catch a heater and now he got overpaid? That's what I'm wondering. That's a long heater. He had a great ten, year last ten year. Ten weeks, yeah. Hey, I never had 10 good weeks in school. It's not easy. I never had 10 good days. If you gave me 10 good days, I would have been, my mom would have said we're proud. That's true. You know? Yeah. Uh, Over-unders for uh, NFL draft next month, if it happens next month. Did you see the total on a number of Alabama players selected in round one? It's five and a half. The over is minus 115. The under is minus 125. USA Today's latest mock, for what it's worth, has seven Bama players uh, going in round one. The NFL Networks has just five, but that's an interesting number. Five and a half. LSU's got the same total. Five and a half guys. Well, i got to tell you something. Did you see my PSA? <laughs> the best. I'm going to tell you, the, the coronavirus ain't going to stop this guy. That guy's the best. I'm going to tell you, I got the shirt on. I got a purple shirt. Coronavirus, come at me. I'll take care of you. Everybody's going to be okay. Everybody's going to be fine. We can fight this fight. Coach, did you challenge coronavirus to a fight? I got an old story. Dick Butkus, he told Mike North this. Dick Butkus, there was the Malibu fires. Yeah. This is the truth. It happened. But Butkus told me, passed it on to Mike. Butkus stood on his back porch. The fire backed off. <laughs> so I know what this means. I'm going to do Coach the, O. That was the best. Butkus story. tells me a story. I go, what's going on? Well, he, I in, call in him Malibu. in Malibu. In Malibu. I got his number. Yeah. So I call Butkus. And I go, you okay? This was years ago. He goes, oh, geez, yeah, you know, the fire was almost at my back door. I go, what happened? He goes, I went outside. It went away. It backed off. I go, you're a dick Butkus. That's a great story. Come on now. <laughs> That's pretty good. He still got his house. Oh, Every man. house burned around him. Except He's, his. Yeah, he put his jersey on and it backed off. <laughs> <laughs> they took one look at him and they said they don't want that forearm shiver. When See, we this come- is what's great about this, show. We will never run out of things to say. Right, we, right, yeah. Randy? Oh, right. Okay. There's Randy in the background. Yeah, yeah, that's Mark. our guy. When we come back, we will talk to uh, our guy Jim Miller from Jimmy! Hawthorne. Hawthorne's dark, but there's some racing going on. It'll give us a few. Plays. They're racing in the dark like in Seabiscuit. I guess they are. That's yeah. right. Uh, he'll give us some plays coming up next. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple on this Friday night, we got our buddy Jim Miller. Jimmy! The galloping gent from Hawthorne. He is at Hawthorne Jim. On Twitter, he always gives us picks. He had another winner last week. Yeah, the guy's on fire. He has been on fire, absolutely. Now, uh, he joins us, and Hawthorne is 
dark. They can't race right now. There is some other racing going on. He'll they give us a They got to race at night but... like they taught that horse Seabiscuit. That's right. With the bell, the fire bell. They can see. They can run at night That's with all. or without the lights. That's uh, it. Jimmy, how are you guys holding up over there? You know, uh, we're holding up okay right now. And the one thing about it with, with horses is they require care 365 days a year regardless of what is going on. So the care for the horses is of the utmost importance right now. And the hardest thing, I guess, for the, the stoppage of racing in Illinois is you have to treat every single stable as almost their own small business. So they're trying to stay afloat without making any purse money right now. Everybody's very hopeful that in the course of a couple of weeks we can get back to racing, but we have to follow the restrictions that are put in place by the governor. We support what they're doing right now, but, man, I'll tell you, the hope is to get back racing sooner rather than later. Could you guys race without opening up the facility and yeah. the grandstand? Oh, definitely, and okay. we and we could do that without a problem. We okay. have had had uh, set up in place to be able to race without fans on site. We can actually put stipulations in the way our racetrack is set and our paddock is set, where we can limit how many people are within our paddock to be able to make the show go on. Now we still want to make sure that we follow under the restrictions and regulations that are in place. But the beauty about gambling is there's online gambling, there's advanced deposit wagering that's approved here in the state of Illinois. The show is going on in a lot of other places. Yeah. So if that's the place that we had to go and the route we had to go, we could definitely pull it off. Yeah, no doubt. There's still going to be plenty of gambling and wagering around the world, and soon here. Here, I would ask you about the the like for dogs. They said if you pet a dog, okay, there's a, a you, yep. you, you'll keep. He'll keep it on his fur, but he can't give it to somebody else. Now, I would ask you this: unless somebody else pets him at the same at the same time, right. and you may get it. What uh, precautions are you taking out for the horses? Because I saw the other day that Arnold Schwarzenegger is in his is in his kitchen with a donkey and his and and a pony. <laughs> I'm going. Are you out of your mind? Because they're saying it's a carrier. So what what precautions are you taking? Well, a couple of things that do help us is we have barns that you're able to open the doors to get open air and get airflow through there. But the other thing, too, we, we have industrial sprayers that you can put disinfected in and be able to go through and actually spray where it's safe for the animals every single stall within every barn. So we're able to do that on our facilities here. We're able to limit the amount of people that are within our barns to those necessary to care for the horses right now. But we are taking those precautions. Of course, you don't want things to spread. You hope things take a turn for the better here and do so soon. And a lot of it is just because these people are really just trying to keep their heads afloat right now. We're on the verge of really big things with a casino on that just around the corner to make racing great in Illinois. But, man, you got to get to that point first. Absolutely. All right, how about some horses for the weekend where there is action, Jimmy? There is action, and really everything's going to be focused on one track this weekend, and it's at the fairgrounds down in New Orleans. And what's interesting, guys, as we talked about all these derby preps, that's all changed now that the Kentucky Derby's moved to September. So right. now they're just really good three-year-old races that we get to talk about. We'll see kind of where things unfold as you get closer to the Derby. But we're going to give you three races at the fairgrounds in New Orleans on Saturday. So we'll start with race number nine. This is the New Orleans Classic. We'll look to the three-horse, Fairless, 9-2 to two in the morning line. This horse has only made two lifetime starts, has won both of those races. And there, this is a pretty ambitious placing here for this horse. The curious thing, Irad Ortiz listed the ride. He is not riding. He said he's going to wait until the virus passes, so there's going to be a jock change here, but the three-horse fearless in race number nine. Go to race number 10, the Muniz Memorial. Look to the six-horse instilled regard. This is a race on the turf. Chad Brown's the trainer. He's one of the best with horses on the grass. This is a horse that hit the board in 10 out of 15 starts lifetime. Stalking kind of trip and instilled regard should be very good there. And then a race number 12, this is the big race, the $1 million Louisiana Derby. A horse that we talked about a few weeks ago is back. The one horse, Major Fed, 
Bet the horse across the board again. Joel Rosario rides 8-1 to one in the morning line, second in the Risen Star with a wide trip in their last out, but you draw the rail, so she'll get a much better trip. So the one major fed in race number 12. All right, so three races at the fairgrounds for Saturday. Race 9, the three-horse. Race 10, the six-horse. And in the big one, the Louisiana Derby. Race 12, number one across the board. Sound right? That's right, boys. Let's make some money. All, All right, right Jimmy, Jimmy. Thanks, Jimmy. Talk to you, buddy. We appreciate it. There he is at Hawthorne Gym yeah. on Twitter. Good guy. So now the Derby, he's great. I know. And now the Derby's not until September. I don't care. You don't care? No, because there's a Derby every day somewhere. You know, some guy said to me one time, hey, I was betting Laurel. And the guy yeah. goes, how, how about the Derby? I go, I'm watching my Derby right now. Anything you put your money on is a Derby. I, I mean, guess so. If somebody's going to tell me if you put 50 bucks on the Super Bowl and you put 50 bucks on game number Week number four. Right. It's the same thing. You still care about week number four. Oh, like it's like you're in the... I've been in... Hey, I've, I've watched... I, I used to hang out at the OTB, and I'd take all the long shots and put money across yeah, the board. Yeah, just look for the long and shots. Just do, and just and, and do well, especially with harness. But, you know, now I, you know you just got to be a little bit more reasonable. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? It's funny because I won a lot that way, you oh, know? Nope. Just going it's from, it's like, it's if it's there's it's 10 horses... And, and and six of them are 10 to, bu- ten up just to bet one or one. Just bet them. $2, $5, well, whatever. I used to, I used to uh, bet yeah. more. 50, okay. whatever. 100, you know. And then I'd hit and then kapow, you know. I still got my, my mom still got her communion money. She she goes, you got to have more money than me. I go, I don't know about that, mom. The big. <laughs> she didn't go to the track. The big news in baseball yesterday, Chris Sale is done for the year. Maybe this well, is- makes Well, maybe it's a bad thing. Now, for me, because I, I didn't like the trade to begin with, and then Chris Sale got the early lead with the World Series. That's right. Which really sucked for me. But now now I can't say that. Now, Chris Sale's on the, on the deal with uh, Tommy John. But if anybody has uh, heard the Chicago press talk about pitchers that haven't done anything yet, that have had Tommy John, who was the kid that threw 100 miles? Michael three Kopech. Yeah, I said he's Nolan Ryan Jr. Three three fastballs over 100, right. and everybody's losing their mind. I'll take Nolan Ryan Jr. Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, you know, Sale was third choice for AL Cy Young. What a dumb trade now for Boston, huh? But he's going to be I, back. I, I, but like you said, though, they did win. He was a they vital, won right away. He was a vital part of their of course, World Series. That, that's all they needed. The Sox gave him the, the World Series. But I, I would ask you this. What was he doing all this time? How, Why is he going he now healthy? after signing a seven? No, oh, oh, signs oh. a seven-year deal extension. You're Chris Sale. Well, you wait till now? Yeah. Now I know, understand now the virus, but are you kidding me? I think maybe it almost, I think he might have tried to make it through the season without it, but now because Basketball of this, players have been famous for this where, you know, they'll go party all summer, you know, they'll go to Caribbean with their families, and then all of a sudden, two days before the season starts, so-and-so's having a arthroscopic surgery or yeah, something like that's that. that's never a good thing. No. Well, I mean, the Cubs- I think Scotty did that once. Did he? Where oh, he yeah, surgery. I think he did. Late. Was that on his back or something? I don't know what it was, but it was very convenient yeah, uh, for the right. start of the season. Right. Would would you say that the Cubs could never regret the Gleyber Torres trade? Because it did get them a role this Chapman who helped them win. Like, can Boston ever yeah, look back? Yeah, you're right about that. I don't know. I, mean, I don't, well, if you're bought, well. Mankata and Kopech might turn out to be really, really good. So can there's they There's an argument to be made if you built around, uh, back in the day, Sale and Quintana. Right. And built around them. Yeah. With, but you know what? But they we'll tried see. and they never even made the playoffs. Well, since 2008, they haven't made the playoffs. I, I think they've tried a lot of formulas. Can you believe it? A lot of formulas. Since I mean, that should not happen. Well, I think, you know, Jerry's just like Virginia McCaskey. They're getting older. I think that now, I mean, he spent some money just like uh, Virginia McCaskey did, so we'll see what happens. 
How many games, uh, you know, a shortened season, how many games can they play? 110, 120? I don't know. But you know what it helps? It helps my beloved White Sox. The shorter the season, the longer they could potentially stay in it. The variance is greater. If it's the shorter of the season, though, and they're back six games with 25 games left, you're saying to yourself, if we would have played the regular deal. See, I always got to give you the other side. You know, I've been doing that a lot today, giving you the other side of things. I think it's important. Don't you, Randy? Yeah, that could be. Randy's agreeing with me a lot today. Fangraphs ran Scary. a Fangraphs ran a season projection like if they played 110 games, the White Sox would only be three games out of a playoff spot. So like that, you know that that that's a small gap. Well, to they close, got maybe. they got screwed during the shortened season they with uh, ninety three. They did, and Giambi yeah. won the MVP Nin- when he was ninety four. Ninety four when he yeah. was ripped on steroids. And yeah, yeah. I knew he was on steroids, Giambi, when he came up and looked like he had three pizzas. And wait. It was like it was like forty degrees out, and he was sweating. I knew it. I said, "This guy is like jacked." He said something's I think, not right. I mean, this guy probably. If I had to take a guess, who put the most steroids in his body over one season? It had to be him, man. I don't know, man. There's a lot of those. And guys Ken Caminiti was Ken another Caminiti, one. Ken I mean, he admitted to it, right? I mean, you know what Ken Caminiti did? Ken Caminiti passed. Remember? Yeah. yeah. You know what he told me on the air? What he says off the air? He told me, Mike. He got on the phone. Jigs was right next to me. He goes, there's a statue in the park. I I got off the bus to take a leak. Okay, I go, you got off the bus? To, he goes, well, and there was a, some kids painting, and I helped them paint a statue's lower sack region blue. And he's, this guy's telling me on the air, I knew he was wacko, you know? I knew he was wacko. He's telling everybody he just defaced, defaced a monument in the city. But now that's, what well, it's a big world? thing now. So oh, now they just tip him over. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this edition of the Odds Couple. On our game today, Carm. Everybody stay safe, absolutely. Be smart, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. Yeah, baby. Thank you to Randy Merkin. Thank you to the brains behind the outfit. Eric Ostrowski. The man that gets it done. And everybody have a great weekend. For Mike, I'm Carmen. We'll see you. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.